Hello, welcome to the final swipe, a podcast about healing our hearts and finding love. I'm your host, Nikki Novo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the final swipe. Today, we have a returning guest that so many of you loved and are going to be excited to see her here again. We have my bestie, Liz Newman. Liz, welcome to the show. So if you guys remember, if you are true Final Swipe groupies, she was actually at the beginning of our season, I believe, at the first season, I believe she was actually episode number one. And um, I brought Liz on because we were roommates when I was in my single, like dating around. And I thought she would just be a great person that can kind of introduce you and my work and all that to the podcast. But if you remember, when we talked to Liz, Liz was herself single and trying to find her way and um, really going through some healing and working through the process. And now, fast forward, I, guess, I think it's been like a year and a half, then. How long has it been? Like a- yeah, it must be about a year because I just started okay. dating Ryan then and we are about a year in. Yes. So. Okay. So I... And, oh, perfect you know, timing. Liz, yeah. And Liz like had her story and it was hard for her to find love and she has... She's really come really far, so I just thought she would be um, a great person to share her. I want to say wisdom. I don't want to put you on that spot, Liz, but like, you know, just share <laughs> wisdom in air quotes, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and just kind of share like what she learned about herself and what she did different, and kind of how she was able to get to where she is today. So I'm excited. It's also a very special day because we are filming on the day. That apparently 90210, like the remake, goes it's live. It's, it's a special premiering. day for me. May as well be a holiday, honestly. Nikki had told me when we lived together. It, it's, I don't know, it's weird. Like, I, she would come home and I'd be watching like DVR episodes of the original Beverly Hills 90210, and she would look at me and she'd be like, This me. And, and, and it was like really, I, I think about it all the time, she'd look at me very deeply and be like, I think this means something. Like she was trying to cycle, but it, it, it's true. Like the reason I love that she said it is because it was no judgment. It was truly this place of like, I need to understand why. Because I was just starting out. Why, I mean, remember why that. Why is so comforting to you? Why is yeah, this so it, like. It was weird. <laughs> it was, no, it's totally weird. It's bizarre. Like that since 1990, I've been watching the show. But like I, when you said that, I think about it all the time. And all I can think about is it does take me back to this place before Anything bad happened. It was like exactly. It was like out of my life. Security blanket. Was when like Rebecca Gayhart, the Noxima girl, died on Beverly Hills Nine. As you know, that was the drama in my life. Think about that. Like think about that. Only be the wrong thing. It was an innocent time that I longed for. Clearly, in my watching these reruns. <laughs> and it was funny because at the time I was, you know, a young editor, and like, you know, I, I wasn't doing my work. I was, I was learning about the work that I do today, but. I just remember just, you know, and of course now I do that all the time. I can see these things all the time. But I remember just like being like, I don't know, this constant 902 and 0 watching and like that it's always in the background, like always come home to it. Like it's always happening. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this means something like this. No, like, I, there's no trauma here. I think that's why I, I think about it a lot because this was before you became who you are now, which just means right. this was, I mean, this was always who you are because you, right. You looked at me then and you really wanted to get to the bottom of it. Like you wanted to find my path even then. Like yeah. why? And like, and figure out my path path of why I'm doing this. Yes. It's like going to a good therapist. And I think about it all the time now. I'm like, God, you're right. It's 
Yeah. Well, you know, and, and Liz lost her mom at a young age, and I know two and I was like, and yeah, and like I, I think know it was like before that. that. Yeah, I no, think it does. Back totally, that. it must. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you totally for acknowledging friend. my holiday yeah. because I'm excited. Yes, yes. <laughs> Happy holiday. Um, okay, so friend, you when like we said when we last talked, um, can you tell you, you were just you had just met your current boyfriend. Yeah, so, I just um, but it, it yeah. wasn't easy. Can you talk a little bit about like yeah. what you felt your history was before Ryan? Yeah, like what I your had pa- your pattern or, or whatever. Yes, before Ryan, I had a very clear pattern um, of dating. Well, before him, I was in a very uh, rocky relationship that was emotionally abusive. Which to find that out, I had to go to therapy to figure out, which was really hard. So, and I tend to, I, I. I guess I've been with people before that are just like, my therapist actually pointed this out. I'm trying to, I actually am a control freak in my relationships in that sense. I'm trying to drive these relationships into a lane they just shouldn't go in. They just shouldn't Mm. be in. And you've been telling me that forever. And like, but I, I, I lose myself in them. I try to, you know, make them better. And all that does is like, no, you just get your hands off the steering wheel and you're trying to drive this relationship to somewhere else. And my last relationship especially was like that. And, I thought I was so in love with this guy, but really, I think I've always had this just, I've never really known. Ryan, I will say in full disclosure, we haven't said I love you yet, which kind of freaks me out, but I've also been, <laughs> with the difference with him is I've never been in a relationship that I don't feel scared. I don't feel like it's been so solid and steady. My other relationships have been very erratic. They've never been a steady line. They've been up, down, and what I've had to learn from those going into the challenge now with Ryan is like the PTSD that I feel with just thinking that he's hiding something from me. That's what I have to learn because I've, I've been so take the wolves and pull over my eyes so many times as far as like guys will say things to me, like either I love you or I want this future with you. And, and I believe them. And now, you know, I'm with someone who shows me those things, shows me he wants to move forward. And I'm like, what are you really hiding? That this can't be real. And that's <laughs> terrifying because that's all I've ever known. I've only ever known people who have just been like saying things, but it's not true. So now I finally have this guy who is the complete opposite of that. And my challenge is don't push him away because of all of the issues I've had before with other people. He's not that person. Right. He's, to give him like a fresh start. Yes. It's like totally unfair to him in the sense that he's, he's, you know, showed me, I showed me everything. He's been wonderfully about moving things forward and things like that. But now I'm like, why haven't you said you love me? Is it because you don't love me? Oh my God. Like this whole thing's a sham. <laughs> like in my head, goes <laughs> into this crazy place. But I'm like, you know, and I have to bring up something you said recently. And I've been trying to channel it a lot. It's like, I've never been in a relationship where I feel safe enough where I can say, I love you first. I know I could say that to Ryan and it would be okay. And like, when you told me that and you're like, you, you can learn, that's so big for me because I need to learn that. I need to learn it's okay to be vulnerable in something first because I clearly have deep, deep issues with loss and that fact that like, I'm so afraid people are going to leave me that I don't say things that I think might cause them to leave. And that was, I've, I've kind of always known that about myself, but that was pointed out to me by you, by the therapist I saw after my last breakup. And she was like, it's like, you don't want to you know the truth. You just don't want to find it out because it might mean you lose the person, even though maybe you should. That's not what's going right. on here. Like I think Ryan and I are super steady and I'm happy about us. Um, but even if I do lose him, like you just, that fear of losing someone because like you don't want to find, you, don't, you just don't want to deal with the truth is just something right. I need to get out. 
of the way. It's yeah. very, it's a very toxic for me. Um, and even if that, even though to say hypothetically, that meant me being like, I love you first to him. And he's like, you know what? I don't love you. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't continue yeah. this. Moving but on. Like, exactly. That's getting to it. And I've never been in something where I feel like I can do that before. I've never been with anyone who makes me feel like completely safe to, to talk to. So that's my big learning place with this. And Nikki, you just pointed that out last week. I was like, you're right. I can say I love you first. Like the hell with it. Yeah. No, yeah. Also, that that's part of like your journey is to, because if, even if he would say it first, like I think that would cause more anxiety. In I you probably wouldn't believe would, it. You said that. Exactly. I probably you wouldn't, wouldn't believe it. And the, the lesson would be like ripped from you, you know? And like this Absolutely. is like, this is it a big breaking of, of the pattern and a releasing. So like you have to. So can you take me back a little, can we go back a little bit and kind of, um, you know, you were dating like the same guy in different ways. Definitely like the last one was the most narcissistic, I guess we would say, right? Yeah, like, narcissistic for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, which is super common. There's a lot of that. So what do you, um, what do you think, like what were some things that you feel you did that helped you um, heal from that and be able to like make a good decision the next time? Well, I think that, I think I'm, past relationships, I've often confused bravado and cockiness with pure confidence. And even though I've known the real difference between that, I've really started to, I've been able to recognize so much more, um, a guy's insecurity, if that makes sense. Um, and I think that- Why don't you think I, you saw I, it before? I don't think I did either. And I think, or, or if I did- Oh, I'm not sure. I think I would see them like, I think I took what I thought they were insecure about it and I wanted to nurture it. And like in my last relationship, I was like, you know, I saw this guy who I thought was just so smart and capable and wonderful, but I knew he didn't feel good enough for me. So I'm just like, oh no, you're so, you're, that's so not true. Let me just like overcompensate for how much that's not true. When really I should have seen that is like, if you're not insecure about being with me or that that's about yourself you're projecting it onto me and mm. that was something I couldn't recognize at all in the beginning and like I shouldn't I can't take responsibility for someone else's insecurity so how right. I got over that and like really started recognizing it I mean I hate to say just experience but kind yeah, of, of I course. Mean, yeah yeah I mean it, it becomes easier to recognize your patterns when you've just been in them for a while and finally you just you really get older. And honestly, going to therapy really helped me. I, I knew there was something off about this relationship, especially I knew that I had truly lost myself and it scared me because I am getting older. And I was in How my mind, you? like, what if I, friends? I was 30, well, I'm, thir I'm going to be 37 a week from today or a week from yesterday. But I was 35 when we broke up and we, you know, been dating mm -hmm. about a little over a year. And I was just, you know, I'm in my mid thirties. And I was like, I can't, it's a little scary to me that I was ready to give up everything to marry this guy who was truly like, just not good to me at all. So it mm -hmm. scared me. It just, it's, I think that's what it was. It scared me it, like, to my core sense where I'm like, yeah. holy shit, you know? So like, I just got in there and handled it. Saw a therapist, started doing all the things that you've been telling me to do forever, like meditating, journaling, really, really putting what I wanted out there for the first time and writing it down and recognize and I had two journals actually one where I wrote about the things that I wanted um notes to my future person or whatever and the other journal was like kind of like my I want to say like shitty negative journal but somewhere to get out the scary thoughts where I just was like yeah. you know these are things that happen to me and these and so I just had to like get it out of me so I was doing can that I, I was making a salt there can I interrupt you for a second sure. that is um like amazing that you did that I don't know if you did that intuitively or but 
because typically a lot of times when we think about journaling, we, we like mix the two, like one day we're hot and one day we're not. And the energy of that journal, like becomes like, like much almost and it, and it doesn't work. So I actually have the same thing, friend. I have two different journals, like one to release, right? Like, which is what you're saying, like getting the period, like just getting it out, like whatever. And that is like, it's just, but it doesn't have any manifesting power. It's like, it's just, it's, it's almost like death. Like I'm burying things when I write here. That's exactly what it was. And then your other one sounds like a magic book. Yeah. And I was checking. I enjoy checking the bad journal to see how far my mindset had come. So it was basically like, mm. it was almost like a food journal, but for like my brain, <laughs> just yeah. like where, where I was and what I was eating that day emotionally, truly yeah. is what it felt like. And I would look at the progress and be like, wow, look at how dark you were on June 16th and look at how <laughs> different right. you are now. But that, yes, that whole book was like expelling. That was like an expelling demons yes. sort of a book. It just kind of, and then my other book was just it's like the magic book. It, yeah. It was my magic book. It was. It had llamas on it. Still does. It was just a happy book, and I would write things in there. Whether it was just lists of things I wanted, or just I started writing notes. Truly, I started writing notes to the guy I was going to marry, who I, yeah. who I didn't know who it was. I had read. Maybe you told me, or I had read about mm-hmm. something about that. That that can be even better and more effective because you're not just saying I want this, this, and this. You're you're like you're. It's like he's you're a lot. He exists. He exists. Yes, you're like, living it already. Yeah. I'd be like, I love it that you There's no separation. Know. Exactly. Yeah. It was like I was living in this life already. And I look back at that book now and it's scary how many things I've written in there that Ryan encompasses, like how kind he is. Like, I mean, all the things I put out there, it's, I mean, it, I think it worked. I really do. And I think yeah. that made me, even if it hadn't, it would have worked going back to your original question and helping me recognize the patterns, helping me recognize what, how to break what I've been in. So I think it was a win-win no matter what, whether I met someone from that or I just was like, these are the things I can't do anymore. Now I have written proof of what I was doing in a sense. Right. So it helps. So I just, I, this was a, I probably should have done this years and years ago to really roll up my sleeves and, and do well, all these things. you weren't ready. Yeah. You weren't I guess ready. not. Really, yeah. But this time it really helped. And look at the results. Like I, I don't know what will happen with Ryan, but holy cow, like he's the best, he's the best guy in the world that I've ever come in contact with. He's just so unbelievably sweet. And I'm like, uh. it's almost like, friend, yeah. I told him at the wedding when I was drunk this weekend. I've never in my life felt like, this sounds so narcissistic of myself. I've always kind of thought in my relationships that I've been the catch because I've done everything for them. I feel like in this case, I'm not saying, and I'm not being humble, but he's, he really is. Like, as far as like, uh, I feel like the lucky beautiful. one in this yeah, I feel like the lucky one in this situation, not like, oh, God, you know, here's another guy I'm going to take care of. Like, I feel like the lucky yeah, one. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. And friend, so you talked about your mindset. Um, what, was there anything that helped you change your mindset? Uh, with, with who I was dating like, or just. No, because like you, so you talked about like expelling in the, in the bad, in the, in the bad book. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you saw like the growth in your mindset. Was there anything that you think you were doing that helped your mindset shift to well, like a better I think, place? I think it was just this like culmination. There was a few, there was like a year after that breakup or at least six months heavily where I was doing so much focusing on myself. I would wake up. I mean, I did like the things I've always wanted to do and I need to get back on track, like wake up and drink lemon water and meditate for 10 minutes in the morning, just like without fail, clear my mind first thing. I was seeing a therapist once a week or once every couple of weeks. I was writing everything down. I was 
really like jumping into like tennis, things that made me feel good. I mean, I know that sounds so cliche to be like I was doing me, but that's really what, what it was. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just completely had to, it's like I felt that I've never had a relationship that made me feel so scared that like, it was almost like not knowing yourself. I was just like, who did I become? Right, you lost yourself. So much. Yeah, yeah. I could, like, like I've never in my life, like I, I still look back at that time and what I was doing then and I'm like, I don't even recognize that girl. And I, and I know I've always thought I had a really good sense of who I am, um, especially at the time of my life. So I got so scared about that, that I zoned in so hard on myself and like fixing all those things that I think that was what shifted. Um, because mm-hmm. it's sometimes like they, it's like hitting a rock bottom and not, I'm not saying that was a rock bottom, but it was in that yeah, but it was like, like a wake up. It yeah. was a huge, I've never had one. So like, I mean, like, it's like, I can, I can almost feel like, you know, you can feel those eyes on me in the relationship where everyone's like, what is she thinking? Finally, I was, finally, I saw all those eyes and I was like, mm. what was I doing? And it was just like, you know, it was just very, very eye opening. So I think all those things made me so diligent to do it. It's, it's, you don't want to get to a place though, where you're like 200 pounds overweight, then you start working out, <laughs> which is like the metaphor I'm using yes. here. But like, that's yes. sort of how it felt like. I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. So I just went real hard on myself and the journaling and getting those bad thoughts out and the good thoughts in, it just became my okay. full-time job in a sense to really handle, handle me. I'm proud of you, friend. Thanks. Well, you've been so, saying for me to do this for years. So I, yeah, but I have patience. I know like when people are, are not ready and like when they are, it ready, just so. took something like this happening for me to really yeah, get course. there. But yeah. Yeah. And I'm like that too. Like I kind of learn, you you know that. Like I've learned, like I learn with rock bottoms also. So like I just, you know, like I, I lately I've been like ever since, um, like having those type of experiences. I've like told myself, my soul, and like all the stuff that works for me. And I'm like, okay, like I don't want, like I will now start accepting warning signs. Like I don't want to hit rock bottom. Like I don't need yeah. to learn from rock bottoms anymore. Like I'm open to receiving warning signs, which I think yeah. like I, you know. I wasn't open to receiving warning signs and I was like, um, you know, thinking that I was God, you know, in many ways and like thinking that I could. So, you know, I think that that takes time to get there and maturity open and whatever. Receiving warning signs. And now I feel like I have a pretty good radar because I think my fear yeah. in life has always been like, don't pull the tr- Don't pull out of something to like, right. you know, me friend, I'm loyal to a fault to the point where I'm like, I don't want to step away too quickly because that kind of right. goes into my fear of loss as well. But now it's like, I, I, I feel like I have probably in the, you know, I'm probably never going to be great at that read, but better than I ever have been as far as like, right. here's what I'm willing to deal with. Here's what I'm not. Right. So friend, time was not on your side. So like, you know, you go through the breakup and you, you know, whatever, 35, 36. And, but at the same time, like, yes, you wanted to do you and heal and all that kind of stuff. But I'm sure at some point you were like, well, but I also still want to find a partner. And I, so I don't yeah. have like, I don't have three years to eat, pray, love, you know, like I have, I know. that's like the I worst. Have, yeah. And that's, and it was like a reality. So how did you balance like, like loving yourself, healing yourself, but also knowing like when, when did you feel ready to date? Like, how did you approach being open to the next relationship and moving um, as quick as you could, but without forcing it? I still am learning that because, I mean, I just had the conversation now with my current boyfriend, but like I, I started dating a little bit, like I went on some dates after Cooper, but it hit me hard. There's a couple of dates I went on where I just like cried right after. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not at all ready for this. Remember I, uh, remember <laughs> I told you I did that. Remember when I, when I cried at, with, um, 
oh my gosh, what's this guy's name, friend? And I told you that I would just like cry in bed. Like he would go to the bathroom and I would just cry. Yeah, like, no, it was, just... there was a couple times I was like laughing at myself at how unready I was. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I was just like, you're about to cry on this date. Like, let me get to my car before I burst into yeah. tears. It's just like really bad. Um, but I'm yeah, pretty sure so, I've cried on a date before. <laughs> talking about oh, it now. Who hasn't? <laughs> But the, I think that, that that bridge of my age and it's, it's, it's so hard. And I, I feel like any woman my age can, who wants children can relate to that. It is the hardest thing because I'm trying so hard to be in the present. Like, I feel like another thing I've done in my life is just always get ahead of myself and like, where's this going in the future, which I'm not saying is important, but I've done that so much that I've kind of, am I even happy right now? Am I good with where we, where I am in my current spot in the relationship? Right. How do I know I want there Which to be? Which is why, how we miss the warning signs in many ways. And I think that's always how I have missed them. So I'm working really hard to try to stay present, but at the same time, I'm going to be 37 in six days. I want to have children. There are real biological things that like yeah. affect right. me. And I, you know, I went after Cooper and I broke up, I went to like, uh, just to see, I went, I mean, I did little things just to my, I did went to a fertility clinic to like get all that tested. I thought about freezing my eggs, but I at least wanted to get tested to see where I was as far as like, you know, that state. So that gave me a little bit of peace of mind to know I was in good shape there, but like, just, I don't know. I started just doing things, but then I, um, what was I going to say, but how it's helped me in my balance now it's still something that scares me. I just had that conversation with Ryan just a few weeks ago where I was like, I know we both talked about how we, we both want kids and that's great. But you should also know that I want them in the next couple, like the next few years like, or, I, or I have to have them in the next right. few years. So it's like right. if that orbit doesn't align and it sucks. And I know, again, every woman my age can relate. It sucks having those conversations. It's terrifying and that's extremely hard for me to do um, because, again, I'm afraid of losing losing the person but, but that's like say, a big pattern break when you do that it's a big pattern break and I had to say it and I was really freaked out especially because when I said it in my last relationship it it went terribly like he was he freaked out when nuts like he just he, he couldn't have handled it worse so <laughs> talk about right. PTSD so with Ryan I was like you know I just need to know that our orbits align at all because if they don't and I, and I you don't want to sound threatening but I'm like but if they don't I need to know like it's I can't waste my last years with someone like someone who doesn't line up in those things and I think that's just something a guy even though they say they get they're never going to get you don't they don't understand what that feels like um to have to do that so he but he looked at me and I remember thinking laughing he was just like yeah I know how old you are and I know science you know <laughs> like, very, like very like I know how science works and I know your age and like yes we're in the same orbit but you know let's just do let's not put the cart before the horse and like it was a good reminder that like Yes, he knows, and we and we do want the same things, but like one thing at a time. And I think that balance is what. When I heard him say that, it made me be like, "This has to be the right guy for me," because that's exactly what I need to. That whatever that is, that that's striking the balance of one day at a time. Plus, but here's my blueprint. Let's not forget it. I need that. Yes. So I think he kind of said what I mean. So I was thinking like, that's a good sign. But that's such, it's just difficult. So. When I was dating, I was starting to force myself, like you said, to, you know, get over my, I was healing, but I was like, I need to start dating. Like I need, <laughs> like, I need to start Yeah, like how did that work? Did you just like, did you get on apps? Like what were you doing? Yeah, I got on apps. Um, I got back on like Bumble. I had people set me up, um, you know, and since I'm back in Tampa and I know most of my friends here are all married on my second and third kids by now, but they, 
and they know not they don't know a lot of single people anymore, but they like make it their job. Like they want me to be so much like where they are, and you know what that's like with your group of friends too. Like they're just like we gotta get Liz, we gotta make her meet someone. So they they made it pretty aggressively their mission to do that. But you know, it's Tampa, South Tampa. There's not a lot. Like I said, people are pretty paired up. Ryan and I met completely randomly on a boat with mixed like mixed friends. We just like went on a boat day one day, and he was there. I remember thinking he was funny, and that was it. Like it was. I was also doing, I remember telling myself, I'm going to do a lot of things. I'm going to say yes to so many activities oh, and things. Okay. Yeah, I was mixed friends because... You, you were very open. I was super open. Like, if someone wanted to do something, it was very rare I said no, um, just to, like, get myself out and going. And that, that helped me not only, you know, meet people, but just, you know, be less sad. Like, just get out and do fun things. So, I mean, that's how I met Ryan. It was really because of that. So... I'm, and I am glad I met him organically, not to knock on the apps, but this makes me feel good a little bit because the apps are tough, man. I wouldn't so like, they just are like, they really are. But people meet each other through that all the time. And I was using Bumble and I was bumbling, like, you know, and talking to people and it went out a few times and some were fine. Some were disasters and some were like, I always laugh about some went great. And then you still never hear from the person again, which is always the weirdest. Um, and how did you, and how did you like, okay, so how did you keep your like heart and your head in the right place? And during that time, so like if you get ghosted or if like you meet something and you're like, Oh my God, I have no connection to this. Like, how did you like not get discouraged? Any things that you remember I you think did? At that point, I may, it may have been the only time or like all the heartbreak I'd recently been through was a good thing. Cause I was just like, it's, I, I really kind of let go of control and that's sort of what, you know, I learned in therapy too. And like, I, I kind of, there's things I can do, but in the, the day I can't help when this is going to happen. And there's something about that that kind of felt relieving yeah. to me. Yeah. It's like a surrender. It's beautiful. I, I, I just did. I was like, I, I don't like know it's, what's going to happen. And it also shows how much you know that it is going to, like, I think also it's a, it's a gesture. Yeah. I was like, it's going to happen when it's going to happen. And I'm, I'm tired of like, kind of trying, I'm like, Tired of trying to reel this fish in. I just want to let go of the pole and just sit back because I'm have a drink. I'm very why it's yeah. Have a like drink. Have a drink I'm physically exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and when I got yeah. in that mindset is when I met Ryan. Like I just was like I don't have it in me to. I was already trying to drive a crazy race car on the track in my last relationship. I don't have it in me to like to do this. I will go out and I'll say yes to these things, but I don't think I'm putting in much more effort than that. And that's just sort of where where I got. Big case of the I don't fucking care. Like I just, yeah. You know, yeah, I love I it. It just became too exhausting. I had to trust that I really had to trust that the right thing would happen when it happened. Or if it didn't happen, then maybe there was a reason for that too. I just, I just was tired of trying. But to you were going to try your best though too. Like, cause I think sometimes oh, for sure. we, can, oh, yes. we I, can surrender like, and think and, and associate that with giving up, but surrender, you but nice also not like if I didn't want to do an update or I didn't want, I just, I wouldn't do it. I was, I wasn't going to do anything else where I'm like, I'm going to make myself do this. I'm going to say right. yes to the activities I want, yes to the dates I want, and yes to the things I want to do, but that's, I'm going to keep it at that. Like, I'm not going to do anything else where I feel, I know when I'm forcing things, but I'm not going to do that anymore. Okay. And it felt, it felt like just a huge load off, to be honest. I was just like, you're like, and it happened very out. fast for you. It was, it was what? It was like pretty fast for you when you met Ryan. Yeah. I mean, I met, I, it was like, as soon as I got to that mindset, it was pretty fast. I met Ryan. We started dating immediately. Like it went, it was so easy. Like when I got in that mindset, it really happened. And I've heard that before that when people get in that mindset is when things start to happen. But I didn't, I guess I never knew what that was. Cause I, it's, it's, it's hard, different I mean, than it's like, not tangible. Oh, it's like not it's tangible. It's hard to understand. 
There's, it is because there's such a difference. And this is a very common mindset is to be like, I don't care. Like, fuck it. Like whatever. It yeah. wasn't like that. I wasn't bitter. Like, I think there's like a huge change of like, I don't want to. It was like a humbling. It was like, a, you, hum- it was you humble. Like, yeah, it, it was a humbling. It was very much like, it's going to just go the way it goes. And I'm going to let this car drive me because I'm, I don't want to drive anymore. <laughs> I want to ride shotgun. And then it just started to, to do that. And I, I think it's just something you have to get to hopefully before the things I went through happen. But it really, that helped me. And then dating Ryan brought a whole other set. It wasn't until I started dating him that I realized how completely damaged I was from my last relationship. And I think most people who date someone that happens, it's, it's like anything else. Like you go into something else, you go on a new job, you don't realize how shitty your last job was or right. your last relationship was. I was just like, wow. Like it, that was another, another scary thing for me to see how untrusting I was, how fearful I was of getting close to someone like I had been in a fire. Whereas this guy who truly deserved everything for me to get close to, I was just was receiving the, the brunt of that. So that's something right. I've had to unlearn. And I didn't even talk to him about it until like even almost a year in, right. <laughs> you know, it was just like, it was hard so for me to do this. How did you catch yourself? Were you still uh, your- I caught myself from pretty much the very beginning. First of all, <laughs> like just how, for, I just, how unbelievably sweet and kind he was. I swear. I thought he had like another agenda. Like I just didn't flat out didn't trust it. Um, <laughs> which is ridiculous. But I just didn't. I just didn't. There's been so many people who had blown smoke around me with words um, that Ryan just seemed like such an anomaly. Especially, I hate to be jaded, but especially when you get older, you're just like, oh, please, like, what's wrong with you? Like, I look at Ryan, I'm like, how is this? I was like, you know, I look at Ryan, I'm like, how is this? How is he still on the shelf? You know what uh, I mean? Like, he's thinking about you too. I hope. I mean, I hope so. Because I look at him like, how is this guy not taken from the grocery store and swooped up? Like, this is. I, there's got to be something, something up. Which maybe yes, it's not about me. But I guess it's just like everything else, all timing. You know, it's timing. It's timing. Yeah, for sure. It really it's is. Timing. It never ceases to amaze me how much that is true. How much timing is truly everything. Um, it it really is. And so, friend, you um, catching yourself like during the first few months, you were just kind of like talking yourself through it. Basically, it sounds like you were just like, okay, Liz, like he's nice because he's nice. And you're going to keep trying, like, even though your body was probably having a reaction. My body was physically reacting. And I'd be like, this guy is not the other guy. How did you not sabotage yourself? I'm still trying not to sabotage it. Like, (laughs) like. I don't know, but like, honestly, that's something I still feel now that like, I'm scared sometimes because he'll say things to me sometimes truly, like even recently, he's like, Chris, I don't have like this, like I'm not, like he'll literally look at me sometimes and be like, and I feel crazy. Not, not, he doesn't make me feel crazy. I just realized I kind of am in that sense where he's like, I don't know why you think there's like something else. Like I'm telling you what's wrong. You know, <laughs> like he's truly right. just like, he's also extremely, I'm very, he's very patient and like, but he'll look at me and he's like, no, this is like really what's going on. But I'm just, yeah. And I, I think I've never really been perfectly clear with him where I'm like, I've never had anyone say what is really going on and that is really it. But then when I feel right. like I'm doing to him, and this has been the lesson, is like, I'm projecting a little bit. I don't want to say, I mean, I, I'm, I'm being the one where like there might be more going on in me. I'm just not telling him. These are, dating him has been a huge lesson into like, it's been a little reversed in that sense where like, I feel like there are things I'm terrified to tell him. So I'm like, you're not telling me something. And he's like, no, I, I really am. Maybe you're not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like, he's, he's kind of right. Like I'm the one who's like 
Yeah, projection like, is so the, hard to catch, though. I feel it, like it is, it's really he it's, catches it in me sometimes. I mean, I'll laugh. Like he's like, you're, he's like, you're projecting on me, and he'll start laughing. I'm like, God, you're right, I am. So like, he's been made this healing process easier, but it's it's getting to be vulnerable again. And I hate the way that sounds, but getting to be very comfortable of being open has been the greatest challenge. And that's why I know my big championship fight is when I'm going to drop the L bomb on him first because. <laughs> That'll be. Friend, like I think you just want to be on the show again because, like, now everybody needs to know what happens. Yeah, because they need to know. I mean, I know that'll be my ultimate like challenge, <laughs> friend. You said it. It will be. I've never done it. I'm terrified, and like, yeah, I know that if I do that and it works out, it's I full think circle. It'll be, yeah. it'll be exactly. I know it's like my biggest it's challenge. The end I don't of a hard time. Why he hasn't said it? I feel like it's because the universe yeah. is like, no, you're you're fucking saying it. But yeah, that's what I told you. So, I know. Okay. So um, I know it's on me. So you'll have to figure out what happens. <laughs> okay. Um, friend, tell us, um, Liz is also a writer, a hilarious writer. She's also a really Thank funny you. personality on Instagram. So you definitely want to check her out. Um, can you. you tell us a little bit about what you're currently writing? Yeah. So I just got my first book agent, which I can't believe it. That has been quite a process in itself. I'm I'm writing, honestly, the concept of my book has changed a lot. I mean, Nikki and I were trying to write a dating book back in, like, 2006. So, like, it's come along. (laughs) Like, we were. Remember that? Remember we both were doing dating books? I forgot about that. It was, was like, a break. No, we were trying to write a breakup. It was, like, laugh your way through a breakup. It was, like, something like that. And we were going to do something like, oh, it's it's been fun. It was called It's Been Fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been fun. Inspired from a text message I received. And you have obviously written since then. I I still, I think about those days because Nikki and I used to read these books and we'd be like, gosh, they're also like, they kind of like talk down to you, to women, a lot of written by men. I was like, this isn't helpful. So we wanted to change that. So this book isn't really about that. It's, I don't know if people read David Sedaris, but he's this male essayist I like, and I kind of want to be the female version of that. His essays are relatable. They're funny. They're almost about nothing, but they're about everything that someone experiences. <laughs> so, like, if yeah. that makes sense, they're about everything. So this, but in the theme life. of dating, but in the theme of dating. Yeah, this will be. It's more the theme of, like, what you have to lose. Like, I... The idea is, like, you have sometimes, like, the idea of loss to get where you're supposed to be. Like the yeah. wake up calls in life that like the shitty things that have to happen that have to happen to you they just do to get yeah, where you need in order to, to die can, yeah yes like to, I mean from death you die. to breakups to like parts of you that have to be forced to end sometimes for the right thing to take shape I think that's a real thing I think it happens yeah. I think in the recognize world it, we call it we call it shedding and death death of the ego. Um, we yes. like have we actually have ceremonies to get that stuff started, friends. So exactly, it's, it's a real it's thing. Shedding. It's <laughs> a real thing, and it's been happening to me my whole life in like various forms, whether they're small and comical to big things like deaths and huge breakups. And I've noticed that all it, these things really do kind of shape the path you're supposed to walk. So these essays and those experiences are going to be based on. You know, mainly on me, but I thought about interviewing other people about theirs as well. I mean, that's what I put in the proposal. It could be a collection of my experiences and others' experiences about, like, what those stories were for them. And, like, I think that they'll be very relatable to other people and really kind of make them see, like, if you're, these shitty things you're either going through now or maybe even haven't gone through them yet are, are going to shape the right thing. They are going to. I mean, it's true. 
but I want them to be funny and relatable, you know, like I'm not trying mm. to really preach advice to people. I just want them to kind of yeah. see these other women's experience experiences mm-hmm. and really just sort of like laugh and relate and like cry with them in a sense. It's like reading yeah. someone's diary. You're probably you know, going to have just, some submissions after this podcast episode. Good. I love that. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's so powerful to like, to have that. It's like the most powerful thing to recognize it and recognizing it to your point, I think is what gets you on the right path. It took me years to recognize these things. I was, I was more just like, I can't believe these things are happening to me. Like I was more like, right. I wasn't seeing them like what, why they were happening or what's going to happen when they take shape. It's not where they're, they're taking you. Through. Yes, you just think bad things happening. You're just like, I mean, woe is me. But if you get yeah. off that mind, if you really see where they shape, and like, it's very fascinating. So that's kind of what the book's about. I love it, son. Friend, um, right. where can people find you on? Uh, they can connect to you on Insta- on Instagram. Yeah, on Instagram, please follow me. It's at Liz N eight one three, which was my AOL screen name, but it's still this. <laughs> back. <laughs> it was my AOL screen name in like 1995, but I've been Liz N as in Newman eight one three. My whole life, because eight one three is your birthday. Eight one three is my birthday, and it's my area code. And I've always, for some Stop reason, been attracted to numbers that are multiples of three. I don't know what that means. I, there's numerology. There's something about eight one three that I'm just like. I do threes also. When I shop for vegetables, I always get three of things. I don't like. I don't I get the even number. Her. Three is like. Yeah. And my yeah, whole yeah, life, when I was a little kid, I will. You know that trick where you add up the num- the digits in a number to see, and then if they're if it's a multiple of three, then it then it's always can be divided by three evenly. I've always looked for that. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> So A13 is something some like, ancient. It's some ancient symbol that you will find. Stuff. It's like my 920 yeah. stuff. It's just deep exactly. in there. So, so it's, uh, Atlas A13 is pretty much how you can find me on anything. But yeah, you can, you know. I, we'll link to you also in the, in the show notes. That'd be friend. great. So, Thank you so much for being Thank on the you. show this and for great. sharing really so much. I love sharing and I love telling you all this. And I will definitely let you know what happens when I say I love you. I'm really scared. So keep you posted. <laughs> You put that on Instagram, and your story is so inspiring. We're so happy to um, to like reconnect, you know, after interviewing you the at the beginning of last season. So thank you for coming. Love change. Thanks, friend. I love you. Love you. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening. For more guidance on your journey to the final swipe, please visit me at nikkinovo.com. 